I'm really cold. That movie made me cold. Did it really? Yeah. It, like, really? I, I need the blanket on top Are you top serious? I'm serious. That's... Okay. All right. <laughs> I was, like, warm because I was, like, tense. And, you know, when you're, like, tense and you're, like, clenched up and you're not, like, breathing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. My body heat went up through the whole second yeah. act of the film. The I, film which is frozen, by the way. Hello. And it's a cold film. It's about ice. For the <laughs> It's called Frozen. It's... <laughs> called <laughs> frozen <laughs> so this is the madness and movies podcast yes and i'm andy i'm emily and together we look at movies that you already know and you've definitely already seen and we we kind of squint at them kind of sideways and go like well but that guy's kind of crazy right am i crazy because he looks like he's crazy but they're not calling him crazy <laughs> but he looks like he's crazy and we go, yeah, holy crap, he's totally whatever, mad, or he's totally, like, schizo, but, like, Disney won't address that or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or the ways that we take mad characteristics and put them on characters and then just go, oh, he's so weird. And, like, no, that means something, and that comes from somewhere. <laughs> and then we tell you about it. For about an hour once a week. In other words, <laughs> we find madness where you least expect it. That was the slogan. Yep. That was our tagline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing Frozen. Well, because it's Disney December. Because it's Disney December and you Woo! voted on the movies and this is what you wanted, people. Are you not entertained? <laughs> For real, though, people voted and they wanted Frozen. So. Mm-hmm. Um, So for the summary, this is a movie about two princesses. Two? Yep. In one movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Anna and Elsa. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of them has magic powers. Anna. Anna has magic powers. She does not. Oh, she... (laughs) (laughs) Elsa has magic powers. (laughs) That was... I was laying you up for that joke there. (laughs) You just... Skid right through. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't keep their names straight. Really? Yeah. We'll come back to this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Elsa has magic powers and she can basically freeze things. Snow and ice and things shoot out of her hands. Yeah. And um, that's all fun and enjoyable, and she plays snowman or sledding. Whatever, or they do snow. Whatever snow people fun. do in the snow. I don't know, because I'm from Alabama, so I never really experienced snow. Snow people are having snow fun. Yes. <laughs> and that's all great until one day she, like, almost freezes um, Anna yep. to death. And then she's told she needs to hide her superpowers forever. Conceal, don't feel. Mm Mm-hmm. Wear gloves and not show them and pretend like she doesn't have them. And basically, if she doesn't feel any strong emotions, then she can control it. Is basically the message. Yeah. And then they grow up and um, Anna is about to announces that she is engaged to Prince Charming, a man that she (laughs) has just met. Um, Hans is his name in this film. And Elsa 
gets really angry that she's engaged to a man that she just met and you don't really know what love is this isn't true love and so she freezes the whole city I mean, on accident. It's not, like, yeah. out of spite. She yeah, just yeah, yeah. bugs out and loses control. Yeah, it's just because, like anybody, she's angry, and most people would be pretty angry in that moment. And, um, but most people don't have ice fingers. That's true. And, <laughs> um, yeah, and so then everybody thinks she's a villain, and they go after her. Um, and then the rest of the movie is basically spent um, with the bad guys kind of trying to find Elsa and um, hunt her down, kind of. And then Anna... He's also chasing after her. Yeah, trying to get to bring her back and repair the relationship. Yeah. And in the end, Anna sacrifices herself to save Elsa from the mean Prince Charming, who turns out to be the villain of the movie. Kind of surprise... You know, he, he looks like the good guy, looks like the good guy. And then the last minute he makes this pivot where he's like, no, screw you guys. I'm going to kill both of you sisters. and I'm going to keep the kingdom. Wahahaha. Mm-hmm. And so Anna sacrifices herself to save Elsa from the mean prince. And that act of true love thaws the kingdom and thaws Elsa's heart. And they all live happily ever after together. Pretty much. Oh, and. And, and Sven and. Um, What's his name? Uh, Christoph. Christoph. Christoph and Sven are... Christoph is Anna's boyfriend now. Because yeah. the prince was a douche. Yeah, <laughs> and Christoph is this guy who kind of, like, helped her... Yeah, he's like a he's like a blue-collar guy that she, like, bumps into on the way, and he helps her out, and then they fall in love. Yeah, and he is also really awkward. Everyone in this movie is kind of, like... A little awkward. Oh, he's totally like, mad. Quirky. Yeah, he's mad. He's totally mad. Yeah, he's a little mad. But, um, yeah, his his introduction, or I guess one of the first ways that we get to know him is he's singing this song called Reindeer Are Better Than People. Mm-hmm. So, he's great. And he's, yeah, and he's, and he's singing the lines, where he's singing his lines as a person, air quotes, and then... I, I don't know how you how to describe it. Yeah, and so then, but then his reindeer also, he, like, throws his voice and, like, reindeer voice. Yeah, yeah. And then does, yeah. His best friend is his reindeer. Yes. Who's also awesome. Yes. So, yeah. And then he gives him a voice and, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell. Yeah. Okay, so. Do you want to just state the obvious? Just put it out in the open for everybody. <laughs> yes. Um, well... So, who is it? Elsa? She's Elsa. the one with the superpowers? Yes. Okay. So Superpowers? Oh. So, I don't know. I don't so, know. her ice powers, ice superpowers? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want to call them. Her ice superpowers have been described as a metaphor for many, many things. Um, I think queerness is the main one. She's kind of read as queer, um, and because she's basically taught to hide this... Thing that's a part of her her whole life um, and it's something that people are very afraid of so it's it's been read as queerness but it's also been read as autism that was the one I got yeah um, I think it can be read as madness for sure I mean I think autism is madness for the record um, but yeah. breaking down all the barriers <laughs> <laughs> yeah as it could be read as disability like you know, it, it could be so many things. It's whatever we want to make it. 
I mean, and all of those things are together anyways. I definitely see queerness as madness and disability, um, as evidenced by this idea that whatever it is, it's, it's our attitudes around it that kind of matter, not necessarily the thing itself. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's basically this idea that she has something that's a part of her that she has to hide and, um, is seen as dangerous and hurtful and uncontrollable powerful and yeah so basically she very much can be read as mad or autistic or queer yeah 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 and it uh i don't know like very early in the movie they say what's the quote your power will only grow which i don't know i think is a narrative definitely applied to not not power but i think mad people like it's very much treated as fact that like oh you know once you're you're hearing one voice pretty soon there'll be two and then there'll be ten and just oh man i'm worried about you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm just i just i don't know where this ends i don't know what's gonna happen yeah and just the your it'll grow and grow and grow and just it's very much treated as the unknown not as you are what you are you you are what's in front of me Mm-hmm. Like your Elsa is not Elsa. Elsa is a big, scary, scary shadow cloud of possibility. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's it's interesting because as you said that, I was thinking, well, kids are never treated as just kids, right? They're always treated as like the possibility of what they mm-hmm. could be, which is. I think a lot of times like an ideal that we put upon them of you're going to grow up and you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a famous athlete or a movie star, (laughs) whatever we say to them that tells them you have to be this thing. Um, But yeah, it can go the reverse too. If the kid is mad or queer, autistic or has ice powers, then it's like it's this big dangerous thing that they're going to grow into. So do you think we usually treat adults as constants then? I don't know if anyone is treated as a constant. Like, I think it's very rare that anyone has ever has the chance to just be seen for who they are. But Mm. I think some people are significantly more treated as like the possibility of what they could be this either the scary possibility or the exciting possibility um, whatever it is that we project on them. Um, and I, I think that's just like a thing in general we do with marginalized groups. I was thinking women, we had a podcast about the Madonna whore complex, like, mm-hmm. right. It's all about that. They're either treated like no one is either Madonna or whore, but women are treated as like the projection of either one. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of like people of color, like they're treated as a scary threat. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I know you said to me once that Okay, to go th- to go into this, we have to set up the stigma paradox first, right? Okay. So the stigma paradox is that yeah, people on the out, people on the outsides, the outskirts, whatever are either you're either just like me mm-hmm. and therefore you're fine, what's the big deal? Mhm. Or you know, so that that's likeness stigma. You're just like me, therefore you're fine, and your problems aren't valid because mm-hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. 
or unlikeness stigma, which is, whoa, you crazy weirdo. You're way over there. I have no idea what way over there looks like. I am not going to even try to relate to you because there's no point because you're way over there. Mm-hmm. And I think you said to me once that, like, the solution to the thing, the stigma paradox is just meeting the person where they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I really, I don't know, I think that really resonates with this whole yeah. conversation is that nobody actually wants to meet Elsa where she is either either she's fine she's just like you or me do you want to go build do you want to build a snowman do you want to build a snowman you're mm. just like me and I'm bored so you must be bored so let's build a snowman mm. or she's a scary or threat. she's the scary yeah. the scary yeah. ice witch yeah that's very true and uh I don't know yeah that's interesting so I don't know I, I in a way you could see this movie as like resolving as, as like as a, a resolving of the Stigma paradox. Stigma paradox. Why did I lose that word? <laughs> right? You have you have Prince Hans charging up the mountain to, to murder her. You have yeah. Anna chasing up the mountain because, hey, you're my sister and we're just friends and Elsa would never hurt me because she's just Elsa. Mm-hmm. Except it doesn't really resolve it, which we'll discuss later, but I don't. I would come down hard on it. It doesn't. I think Edward Scissorhands does. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Scissorhands is very much seen for who he is, and you see this go on in Edward Scissorhands where there's a crowd that says, he's just like us, and look, he's even useful, too, and it's Mm -hmm. fine, and (laughs) it's not a disability. Don't let them call you that. Or they have, there's a crowd that, like, is vilifying him and wants him out, Um, and it's the same people, too, who Mm -hmm. just turn their aligns with one or the other depending on the moment um but then he does there's one person who kind of does see him as he is and loves him for him um and yeah i'm not totally convinced that anyone in frozen um is able to do that for elsa fair enough but we can we can discuss oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's the big question that's a big question. Yes. <laughs> My big question, which is, is related, is yeah. related, but I don't think it's exactly the same question. But it kind of is? It kind of is. I think it is. Do you think you know what you're going to ask? I think I know, and I think it is the same question. Okay. My question is, is Elsa being... It, the final scene of the movie is that everybody's happy in Arendelle, the city where they live, is summery and shiny and everybody's all smiley. And then Elsa says, okay, everybody, are you ready? And she freezes the town square to make an ice rink and everybody's skating around and they're all happy and they, mm-hmm. li- and they live happily ever after because she can control her ice powers now. Yeah, with love. If with love. If she loves hard enough, then she'll, she won't hurt anyone. Yeah. And she can just control it magically. It's amazing. The power of positivity. I don't so, know. yeah. So, I think what the movie's trying to say is that Elsa is, like, bringing them into her world a little bit, mm-hmm. but also stepping back into their world and being part of their... And and, and is able to, you know, and, and the whole thing with, at the beginning, like, Elsa wants to keep the castle closed, doors, you know, and sings about having, you know, shutting doors, and Anna sings about opening all the doors and letting in all the people... Mm-hmm. And so at the end, Elsa says something like, oh, I love having the doors open. 
right? And yeah. so she's sort of coming back, coming back into their world, but also mm. bringing them into hers and showing them that it's okay to be inside where she is. And I think that's what the movie's trying to say. But I'm not entirely sure that I... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused whether or not I buy it or not. Because mm-hmm. I, I think there's definitely... It can be read that she's either being useful or sort of being forced to conform and play it being normal. Yeah, that's what I see it as. Yeah. Um, I asked, is this movie Edward Scissorhands in reverse? Because, really? Okay. Yeah. Walk me through this. Well, Edward Scissorhands, he starts off being useful to the town. They're like, oh, cool. Your hands are scissors. You can cut our hair and mm-hmm. shape our bushes in cool ways. And then... But then he hurts someone, and then he's the bad guy. Yeah. And Elsa goes from hurting someone and being vilified to finally being useful. Oh, look, she can create an ice rink. It's nice. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we don't even hate her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not totally convinced that anyone is just cool with her having ice superpowers. Yeah, because I think the movie tries to address this a little bit mm-hmm. with, like, in the final showdown, right, where the prince is trying to stab Elsa and Anna sacrifices herself and it's an act of love and sisterhood and they protect each other, right? They, the, the, they keep, the movie keeps cutting away mm-hmm. to this collection of nobles on a balcony who are watching the whole thing unfold and they're gasping at appropriate times and awing and then they look sad when Anna dies but then Anna isn't dead hooray woo and they're all cheering yeah um and I think the movie was trying again trying to put the to to say the the nobles understand now and they sympathize Mm. and they're on Elsa's side Hmm. Right, they're 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 cheering for her, and they're cheering yeah. with her, and they're feeling her pain and her love. Hmm. And they're on the emotional roller coaster with her now. Yeah, that's possible. It's the optimistic interpretation. It is. Yeah, I'm just not totally convinced. I don't know. No, it's it's kind of a weak. <laughs> yeah, I'm also. <laughs> they don't just, back it up super well. I'm just not into also the whole like overcoming thing and well, yeah, narrative of just getting over it. Just it really felt like it was like the power of positivity. Like, see, look, she is just like us. She can control it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you just love someone hard enough, your madness goes away. It's the Silver Linings Playbook yeah. <laughs> problem. Yeah. yeah. We're never doing Silver Linings yeah. Playbook. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask. No, I mean, for the record, I do believe that love can make madness significantly better. Well, I, I don't know if I would phrase it that way. Yeah. It, it, can, it can reduce suffering tremendously, um, and it's great. But, yeah, this idea of, like, I can just control it with love um, was really misguided. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the real problem. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not really... Because that's the thing, is I think it's, the movie thinks that it's, whatever, mad positive. Yeah. But that's a lot of things think they're mad positive. I know. That's what's so scary. I know. How many things think they're mad positive, and that they're being mad positive by saying, 
oh, that you don't look. have, that we can fix you. <laughs> yeah, or we can fix, or you can make your madness useful to us, and therefore it's fine, and then not have any of the bad parts. And Yeah, if you just come do what we wanted you to do in the first place, everything will be better! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's kind of like a recurring theme. I think maybe that was Whiplash, too, potentially, mm. was like... Look, madness makes him a good artist or something. Yeah. So, during the course of this movie, I got very excited trying to capture a, a specific thought slash feeling. Mm-hmm. And you know. I do. You know that I really like making up words for things. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, the word that I've come up with is um, the proximal Y, um, W-H-Y, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, uh, oh crap, I didn't come up with a name for the opposite, I don't know, direct, immediate, mm-hmm. the immediate Imme- Y, yeah, the yeah. immediate Y. Okay, yeah. Um, basically, the... We, I think a lot of the, the, I don't know, whatever, the tragedy or the dramatic irony of this movie comes from people not actually asking the Im- immediate's not the right word. The proximate. Oh. No, no immediate's the, the, they're not asking the reason why at a fundamental deep level yeah. why somebody feels this way. Yeah. They're not asking Elsa, like, why do you not feel safe around me or what why do you what are you so afraid of mm-hmm. they're saying essentially i triggered her i shouldn't have said that mm-hmm. she's mad because i wanted to get married mm-hmm. um and that that especially struck me yeah in the the, the scene where elsa is leaving the castle uh, in disgrace, whatever she freezes everything, and everybody's like that witch. And then, and it's all it's all responded to as I triggered her, or I did this, or no, 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 you didn't do this, I did this. As if Elsa's not like actually a person with like feelings and reasons and motivations, and she's just like a bundle of reactions that needs to be managed. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah, and I think that is a very c- common, I guess, mad narrative or whatever. Or, like, that's mm-hmm. that's what I always over overhear of other people is, you know, like, people with <sighs> poor autistic children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, I really shouldn't have... It was no. I gave him that 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 second coke, and that's really that was my fault. I really shouldn't have. I, I should have put him to bed earlier. I mean. We know how he gets when he doesn't sleep. <laughs> right. Or, like, for some reason, they don't like loud noises. For yeah. For some reason, yes. they don't like bright lights. It's like, well, y- you wouldn't either if your body, like, works the way ours did. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody asks if, yeah, 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 if, I don't know, whatever, yeah, if someone's if stressed out around a bright light, it's not like... How does that make you feel? Why is this stressful? It's 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 not the the direct why. It's the proximal mm-hmm. why. Like oh, the proximal why is saying like, oh sorry, it's the lights, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not saying like, D- 
do lights feel sensitive to you? Is that hurtful? Is that whatever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's a lot of what's running through the movie. Yeah, I think so, too. I especially saw that when everyone seems to get mad um, that Anna is going to marry mm-hmm. someone that she just yes. met. Um, Anna's grown up isolated her whole life. She always wanted to talk with her sister and play mm-hmm. with her sister. And mm-hmm. Elsa, to Anna, it looked like Elsa was rejecting her um, because Elsa couldn't tell her about her powers and just pretty much said, no, we're not going to play. I'm not going to yeah. talk to you. Um, and so... Which will, like, screw up as a kid. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> it will. Yeah. And Anna, I mean, yeah, she just... I don't get the sense that she experienced a lot of love as a kid. Um, and I mean, they have all the scenes with the empty castle and her running around yeah. and making friends with hang yeah. in there, Joan, like point to Joan of Arc on the wall, like hang yeah. in there, Joan. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> she talks to the pictures on the wall. Yep. Yeah. She <laughs> sings that in one song. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, of course she's going to fall in love with right. the first person who is nice to her and gives her any attention. That is how the human brain works. Oh my God. And yeah, nobody every, wants to talk about that. Everyone's <laughs> like, she's just desperate. She's so desperate for love. Oh. It's like, yeah, yes, she's a human being. We, um, need love just as much as we need water or food if someone was starving she's just so desperate for food she just can you just imagine she was just so desperate for water like no one says that but like yet being desperate for love is like this terrible bad thing especially for women that's you know you're like going crazy um you just can't control yourself and you're just marrying the first person that comes along so yeah no one's asking about the immediate why is that the direct the direct why yeah yeah they're going with the proximal why yes yeah yes and it's yeah very frustrating yeah and honestly they do the same thing with hans too Mm -hmm. prince prince hans right really wants to marry anna really wants to marry her and steps up and is and of course will take control of the kingdom. Of course I would. Uh, no, for you, dear. For you, absolutely. I oh, I don't really want to, but if if I have to, I will do my duty. Right, like this this whole routine, mm-hmm. this whole song and dance. Um, nobody asks the whatever. Yeah, the like why and is he sort of has the same thing. He actually really has kind of the same thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Where he has, instead of having no siblings, he has too many siblings, and he just, like, fades into the crowd, and nobody pays mm. attention to him, and he's lonely and sad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody wants to talk about that. Right. They just... <laughs> and so this is... He, he tries to he, he tries to make the kingdom his home, and he wants he wants Anna, and he wants the he wants to take over the kingdom, and maybe I'll have a place, you know, maybe I'll have a place here, and he he'll do whatever it takes to like, yeah, have his own space, have his own place to just be and to be himself and whatever, and like, but nobody wants to talk about that. Mm, yeah. Notice also how throughout the whole movie, Anna is blamed for getting engaged to someone she just met. Hmm. And Hans is never blamed. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That's <laughs> patriarchy. Oh. And yeah, oh, and she even she comes back for thirty seconds, right? She comes down from the mountain and she's like in the dying. She's like dying. And he's left alone in a room with her for, you know, three minutes or whatever. And he comes back out and he's like, at least we said our wedding vows. <laughs> and nobody's like, damn, dude, you were in there for three minutes. Yeah. There- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like, oh, well, it's it must be an official marriage then. We're <laughs> I guess you're the king then. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> And while he's in that room with her, he literally blames her for, he's like, you were so stupid. You just wanted to marry the first person you met. You were so desperate. Completely like rolling over the part, the fact that. So did he. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess no, but they, 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 that's, he says, right? Like, well, I wanted Elsa. You were second choice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, so it wasn't the first person he met. But it was still 24 hours. Yeah. And yeah. he, like, actually, like, wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> or he wanted to get the kingdom or whatever, and for some reason that was an okay desire for him. But wanting to be loved and to get married, that's not an okay desire yeah. for a woman to have. That's madness. That's crazy. Even though that's, like, the whole role of women, right? It's like get married, you know, fall in like that's that's the whole thing is they oh they fall in love and they get married and then they have children and it's amazing. I'm not totally convinced they're supposed to fall in love though. Oh. I think women are not supposed to have desires. I'm not sure. No. I think they're supposed to go with whoever wants them or whatever, whoever. Oh Prin- to Prince Charming rolls up and kisses you and so of course you just go along with it. Yeah. And now you're engaged because that's how it works. Yeah. Women let men touch them. Women lie back and think of England. You haven't heard that? Think of England. No, I, I, I have heard that. I just haven't. That's like deep memory. That I'm like pulling back up yeah. to the surface and going, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good women anyways. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's interesting that like yeah. because she has an actual desire, that's the bad thing. That's madness. Yeah. And also, like, Elsa's uh, desires for solitude and whatever, that's the madness as well. Yeah. And that, as this movie was first conceived, Elsa was the villain. Oh, really? Elsa was the villain, and Hans was just generic Prince Charming. Whoa. Yeah. They wrote the whole stupid movie, and midway through the process... They they listened to Let It Go. Whoa. Do you understand? They had this movie halfway animated, fully scripted. Oh, my they God. They listened to the music and said, crap, we can't give our best song to the villain. Whoa. And rewrote the back half of the movie so that Elsa didn't look such look like so, so like, like a terrifying evil ice queen. That's crazy. Yeah. That is so interesting. But that's, but that's still, like, that structure is still there, right? Like, it, yeah, it is yeah. still, she is, it's still, yeah, it, it's the, it, she's mad. Yeah. She's mad in a dangerous way. She's uncontrollable. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and also, like, uh, her giant snowman, Marshmallow. 
<laughs> I love that name. Uh, yeah, she built like a snow monster. So, yeah, snow monster with like icicle teeth. To come chase people out. To guard the castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's totally like, forgive my language, retard strength. Oh, yeah. Right, like, this is totally, yeah. this is totally like, oh, jeez, ooh, really strong, whoa. Yeah, 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 I can see that. Like, it, it's the embodiment of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's this big physical, like, ooh, watch out, the mad person's, they're kind of dangerous, and they're really yeah. strong, that's, ee. Totally, yeah, 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 that's a thing. She bit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's always, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think, can I just keep rolling? Yeah. Can I just keep rolling for a while? That, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just connecting thoughts and dots uh-huh. and Keep things. rolling. Um, yeah, just, and like, like Marshmallow is like the, this embodiment of this, this like strength and this characteristic, but like, I don't know, I guess this is like cartoons and kids movies in general are like especially more... The characters are more embodied mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than in other movies. Um, just all their characteristics are on the surface because it's got to be telegraphed mm-hmm. to, you know, five-year-olds that have to, you know... They're not going to go through a whole uh, dialogue-heavy scene to really lay out a character's motivations and feelings and mm-hmm. everything. They, they want to put it on the surface for the kids to pick up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Olaf has a derpy face. Mm-hmm. Weaselton has a Jew nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <it's> shorthand. <laughs> For the record, I spent like five minutes maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, a good chunk of movie. Yeah, questioning whether, um, what was, his name was Weaselton? He was like the Duke of Weaselton. Yeah, whether he's anti-Semitic or an anti-Semitic caricature or not i don't think so i think i don't think he's anti-semitic well that his representation is semitic is yeah is anti-semitic on on the part of the directors or whatever okay because he has a big nose and he's constantly worried about money he's like a very minor character but yeah he has like four lines in total yeah but they're all about money yep and yeah he has a big nose so i was just like "Mm." That's a big, like, pointy nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great, but they're in... Where are they supposed to be? Like, Sweden or something? Scandinavia-ish. Yeah, so there aren't Jews there, are there? I don't know. Not really. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't it's know. It's, like, vaguely Eastern European, I guess, but not really. Yeah, I just think, if you have a character, here's just a piece of advice to all the filmmakers out mm-hmm. there might be listening to this mm-hmm. for some reason um filmmakers screenwriters whatever your role is if you have a character who's like really obsessed with money just don't make their nose big it's not that hard like make them have a normal sized nose yeah 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 and I, the fine. thing is i don't know if they're aware of that i think that's the fascinating thing is that this is such like uh, a cyclical yeah. Thing where the, it it's movie shorthand and then it just becomes this burned in stereotype. Yeah. That can just be pulled out with like, what should this character look like? And they just pull out like, well, 
I don't know, a nose. A good, a solid kind of, nose feels right. I don't know why a nose feels right. It just, <laughs> this feels important. That that really, that fleshes out the character. That really defines it. And it's, but it's like clicking with some like, it feels good because it's clicking with some yeah. easy uh, stereotype in the back of their head that they're not like totally aware of. Right. But it's easy and it's familiar and so it feels good and it, Again, it's just shorthand. They're trying. This is a character with four lines. They're just trying to sum him up in one face, and that's the face that they come up with. Yeah, because that's what we do in movies. Yep. And it's just this never-ending cycle. Yeah. So, anyways, embodiment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's fascinating. Okay, did you have any thoughts on Anna's hair? No. Where it goes, it's brown, and then it's a little bit of white, and then it's more white, and then it's more white. Hmm. And then it's hard brown again at the end. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Okay. <laughs> um, it was interesting to me that as the movie goes on, I think it was like a visual thing, that she starts to look more and more like Elsa, that by the time she gets out in the frozen lake, she's wearing purple and blue. And she has white hair, and she looks like Elsa. Hmm. That she 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 before was wearing summery colors, greens and browns and earth tones, and had brown hair, and then hmm. and then by the end of the movie has this yeah yeah has totally transitioned into being white and cold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end, has that completely taken away from her? That's like. That's, like, the embodiment of her, like, emotional journey, I guess. Mm. That, that as she goes and becomes, you know, more date, jaded and disappointed and, like, has to, like, learn to deal with her sister. And this is, like, the visual sign of, like, her struggle. Mm. And then that's just erased and she just is smiley and happy. Mm, yeah. And I guarantee all the figurines that they make are just smiley, happy brown hair. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, it's just a total, like... I don't know, erasure of her experience, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I forget where I was going with that, but I think that was it. Yeah. That that was where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought, in terms of embodiment, I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that Anna is... I keep getting their names confused. Mm-hmm. That Anna is so... Brownie. Um, yeah, she's so <laughs> clumsy. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's like I don't know if Disney movies do this in other movies I don't think so I think this is the first movie she like literally says she might be gassy in (laughs) her first song I had that line written down too (laughs) and then she says she can't wait to stuff chocolate in her face she hits herself with um, like a curtain cord at one point. She's just constantly walking into things. Yeah, she, like, bumps into a horse, falls into a boat. She's, like, yeah, she's just... Falls down a hill. <laughs> she's <laughs> very... At one point slams Kristoff into a light post, like she doesn't blindfold and walks him into a, into a solid object. Like, oh, sorry! <laughs> yeah, she's very clumsy, and, yeah, I feel like that's not the norm for Disney princesses. Although there, there might be some others mm. that are embodied in certain ways or more, like, move more awkwardly. Hmm. I'm trying to think. 
I'm like mentally running through Little Mermaid. What is yeah. this? Thingamajig. Yeah, she's. <laughs> but that's, yeah. She's not clumsy. Yeah. She's just weird. Well, we'll talk about her. Yeah. I have my theory on her. I, she's, she's more clumsy. She's significantly more clumsy when she can't walk mm-hmm. and <laughs> when she's in an environment that's not made for her. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. In other words, she's disabled when she's on land. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stay tuned. But yeah, um. <laughs> I think other than her, maybe Mulan. I mean, Mulan's like not feminine. Moana? Yeah. No, or Mul- Mulan? Mulan. Mulan. Well, okay. Obviously not. She like dresses up as a man and everything. Yeah. But I don't know that she, she's definitely not like clumsy. Uh, not at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But I think, I think Anna like significantly is is significantly more like embodied like she she has a body they acknowledge the fact that she has a body mm-hmm. that she's gassy and she wants chocolate and she <laughs> <into> things <laughs> I just I loved yeah I loved the the lyrics of the whole yeah, movie yeah. yeah what's her line is I don't know if I'm elated or gassy yeah somewhere in that zone though somewhere in that zone <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just felt like, oh, that's the first time that Disney is acknowledging that women have bodies. <laughs> Usually they don't. Usually princesses are like perfect creatures that don't even go to the bathroom or anything. Yeah. So this was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, low standards, right? Like, yeah. it's, a, still- <laughs> it's a low bar, but they still cleared it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then Kristoff, of course, too, I felt like is pretty embodied. Like, he's also kind of clumsy and awkward and, um... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... Guys are allowed to be that. That's true. I don't know. In other Disney movies, I'm not sure that guys are. Mulan, again. Yeah. Oh, like the sidekicks are. Well, the sidekicks, yeah. But not the Prince Charming. Hmm. Not the Prince they end up with. Well, but he's not the Prince Charming. That's the whole point. Right, but she ends up with him. He's the male protagonist. Okay. He's not a sidekick. Yes. Although I guess that's kind of fluid. He kind of starts out as a sidekick and then you quickly realize he's actually the male protagonist. You're becoming one. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I think it's the first mo- Disney movie where that's happened. I think usually the like male protagonist is clear. And then there's the sidekick characters who are allowed mm-hmm. to be embodied, who are allowed to, um, yeah, be awkward or goofy or clumsy or queer um but yeah this was the first male protagonist that i felt like was allowed to be like fairly embodied i don't know all out of some like horrific screenwriting accident yeah (laughs) i love it yeah that's pretty cool um was he originally supposed to be queer you think i don't know Hmm. because i could totally see him being like the friendly sidekick who's kind of queer. Who's in love with his reindeer, and that's yeah. just, oh, darn. <laughs> he's not really available, but he's your best friend, and he'll yeah, help you yeah. out. Yeah, Like, coded as the gay best friend. I would have been cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But you know what else is special about him? What? That he's an ice salesman. Yes. Ice chopper. That that, the whole first scene of the movie, right? Like, the movie doesn't open with the sisters 
the movie opens with men working to control the ice mm-hmm. with knives and shovels and claws and good old-fashioned hard work mm-hmm. and ingenuity. Arr. And it's and it's all about taming the ice. And I think they explicitly say, like, this is the ice. This is our living. We could, you know, look, we control it. Look, we can cut it. Look, we can do this with it. Um, and uh, Sven and Kristoff are with them, and they're learning that trade and part of that tradition. And I... Th- I don't know. Like, I read that pretty explicitly as being, like, uh, you know, you know, whatever, self-reliance and control and good old-fashioned hard work, and you can control the cold and control the ice, and therefore, you know, in, in, in comparison, Elsa's all, like, emotional and shit, and she can't control it, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, yeah, I think that ties into conceal, don't feel, right? Like, yeah. it's just, like... Well, all you need to do is try harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just work at it. We're all working. Why aren't you working, prissy little queen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it, 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 it feels important that Kristoff is part of that tradition and ends up being part of, like, what what brings sort of tangentially, like, he brings Anna to Elsa and then... Anna, having having learned from him and bonded with him, I guess, mm. um, then goes to Elsa. The, I don't know. Am I am I am mm. I out over my skis here? I don't think so. I think it can be read that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So like he's bringing this tradition to her. Yeah. <laughs> tradition of hard work. Something <laughs> positive. Yeah. Hard work. <laughs> it's like neoliberalism. Wee! <laughs> the marriage of like, and like Silicon Valley. It's like yeah. the, the marriage of like hard work and just self reliance and bootstraps with like just be happy and just feel love and all your negative emotions will go away. <laughs> Why can't we all just love each other and work 60 hour weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much to ask? We can change the world, you guys. Man, I feel like that's really, like, the trick of, like, late-stage capitalism or, like, neoliberalism. It's like, oh, no longer do we, like, force people to work long hours and be miserable. Instead, they can work long hours and serve our interests. And and love each other. (laughs) And be happy. And love each other. And change the world. We're doing such good things all the time. You never leave. Because they're always good. Just download our app and you can be happy. Even in the worst of conditions. We can fix anything. I think that's the whole thing. It's like we can fix anything. Except for... By building a bigger company. Except for your workplace conditions or your environment or the need to work for us. Oh, no, 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 no. We can fix that. Now we have an app that reminds you at two-hour intervals to just breathe. Oh, yeah, yeah. We fixed it. (laughs) (laughs) We fixed your workplace condition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that. (laughs) Yay, Disney, promoting that. But yeah, I did want to talk a little bit about um, the way that the movie almost draws attention to the idea of madness um, or as staying in the closet and hiding something as one form of madness, like in of itself. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think we rarely look at that, and that really bothers me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> on a deep, fundamental level, I've been wanting to say that for so long, and I haven't had the words to describe it. Or and, a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm really thankful that this movie gave me the words to describe it. Um, that not only are Elsa's powers... Um, like a disability or madness or mm-hmm. queerness or whatever you want to read them as by her hiding it that literally takes a toll on her it is exhausting and tiring and mm-hmm. isolating she has to be isolated from other people she can't talk to them she can't have a real relationship with yeah. her sister she can't have a real relationship with her parents with the or people. with a man yeah <laughs> Or a woman. Hey. (laughs) Or a non-binary individual. Whoever she wants. (laughs) You know there's petitions going around for it to, like, give Elsa a girlfriend? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, this this is a thing. I love it. This is a thing on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. People just just decided that she's a lesbian. Oh, yeah. She's totally a lesbian. Or whatever she wants to be. But she's (laughs) definitely not straight. (laughs) 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 yeah so but yeah she like can't have a real relationship or friendship with anyone she yeah um she's like shutting people out constantly when she's being um coronated as queen she has to cut that short and be very careful and cautious and it's like it's exhausting, like, just watching her and her body language. She's constantly, like, keeping her Tense. arms folded in. Yeah. And she's, you can just tell she's very terrified that someone is going to find out that she's going to make a mistake, show that she has powers, and she is, like, in the closet. Her body is, like, a freaking closet that yeah. is keeping in Ooh. the ice. Yeah. Yes, that is language. Yeah. Her body is a closet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yeah, um, I get annoyed a lot that people are always like, oh, coming out is so brave. And they don't even call it coming out. They're like sharing, dis- disclosing your mental illness is so brave or that you've been in a mental institution or you know and that's like the nice way and the non-nice way is oh you shouldn't do that you'll face so much stigma from employers and you'll never get hired and or or actual stigma or yeah. actual you gross yeah yeah um but yeah but the conversation specifically around like sharing it yeah. is like that's a stupid thing to do that's Dumb. That's, you know, a lot of ableist language gets used and thrown out um, when you talk about wanting to come out. Um, Yeah, you'll never get hired. You'll lose resources. You'll lose your privilege. You know, all these things. Everyone wants to talk about all the things you have to lose. Um, And no one, no one ever talks about the toll, the like physical and emotional toll that hiding takes on you that staying in the closet means like you have to work to keep that door shut and make sure no one pries it open and it is really hard and like yeah it's it's like yeah she not only has to keep her powers in but she has to keep the door closed on the like even the information that she has the powers has to stay Mm -hmm. in 
the memories that Anna has um, of any of her powers get erased. Yeah. So she like yeah. She she has to keep so quiet, and I just really like the movie's portrayal of keeping that in, and then how free she is and happy she is when she can finally yes. be herself and doesn't have to hide anymore um, with the song Let It Go. Um, yeah, she looks so happy taking off those gloves. Yeah. Yeah, she looks happy. She, like, creates amazing art, um, her palace, and she's, like, dancing and... And saying also, like, let's push the edge. Let's see what I can do. I've never been able to actually be myself or, like, Put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Push against the edges of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah, everyone else sees her as this huge cloud of possibility, and she sees herself as this very narrow little yeah keyhole. If we're going continuing with the closet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She sees her future through this little keyhole. Yeah, yeah, and everyone sees the possibilities as scary. Yeah. Nothing good could come of this and she finally gets to create something good that's good to her. Yeah. Um, this castle and this place where she can like live and be herself. And yeah. Um, that is why people come out. <laughs> it's not <laughs> surprise. It's not really I mean it, it can be a brave thing to do but it's not necessarily like just bravery or like goodwill like oh I wanted to make it safer for other people to come out like certainly it takes that and that can be a reason um it's a lot of people like I think they act like it's a sacrifice I think someone asked Mm -hmm. me like why would you sacrifice yourself like that like I get that you want to destigmatize mental illness but why would you sacrifice yourself and I was like no 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 like this is not a sacrifice this is something I'm gaining like there's so much to gain and you suffer so much less when you open the door and come out of the closet. Yeah. That's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. No, that is. That's, like, really good. You should... Do you write? <laughs> <laughs> you should, like, put an article together. Yeah, yeah. Submit that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good note to end on. I think so, too. I don't know, unless you want to do a speed round. Um, yeah, we'll do a speed round. Okay. Actual speed. Yeah. Okay. Um, are we ready? Yeah. I'm gonna go first. Okay. Disney sucks at any kind of music that isn't, like, generic Disney-sounding music. That Like, the, the, the music that sounded Disney-ish was amazingly Disney-ish. But the opening music sounded kind of Hawaiian or African or something, <laughs> and they were just going for generic native, and they're, it's, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, like, so problematic. And, uh, yeah. Um, okay. I asked if Hans ending up being the villain mm-hmm. um, is showing a societal trend toward just, like, recognition that the villain might not always be who you think. He's Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Hollywood, yeah, the government, like... Ooh, going big. Yeah, yeah. Not just, oh, I like Bill Cosby, but like, oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah, like, our villains are not, like, bad, the bad guys. Like, they're... They're not obvious or clean or pretty anymore. Yeah, there are celebrities. There are elected representatives. There are president... 
there are corporations and companies like we're not safe. Mm. I hope that's what it means, but I don't know. Just roll with it. Mm-hmm. it it's your movie to interpret now. You're co-creating. Yeah, exactly. Um, 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 um. um. Yeah, uh, the 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 phrase. Oh, else is not dangerous. That's like totally. Uh, have we talked on the podcast before? I can never remember. Knowledge claims. Has that come up on the podcast? I don't know. Because we because I know I linked to our Taylor Swift article yeah. on a different show notes like a ways back. I don't know if it has. Uh, I don't want to go through a whole thing of explaining it. Can you do it in like thirty seconds or less? Yeah, that basically super short. Um, yeah, like. Madness is almost seen as unknowable, and um, mad people don't know themselves. So when psychiatrists mm-hmm. label them and call them crazy, um, that's kind of a way that we have to be like, look, we know who they are better than they do. It's like an assertion of power that we are the experts, not them. I totally should have tied that into the proximal why section because uh, that is very yeah. that I didn't think of that until now. But yeah, yeah that is so that is yeah. that is the justification. Yes. For not digging. Yes. Um, and only asking the proximal why. Yes. Um, because they don't know what's down, what else is any deeper than that. They don't know what's down there, so don't even bother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, so even, even Anna, who cares deeply for her, is still making a knowledge claim that, like, no, I know Elsa. I know what's in there. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. All right, what do you got? Um, okay, just when um, Elsa yes. starts to freeze the city um, and people kind of see her powers, they get very scared of her. And there's one scene where they explicitly show people. Um, there's a woman, like, taking her baby um, kind of away or mm-hmm. pulling her baby back, not letting her oh, yeah. be near Elsa, um, people turn their children away, like cover their eyes or whatever. Um, and that just, it's always just interesting to me how, um, we have this idea around children that they're like so innocent and need to be protected from the horrific horrors of mad people and queer people. And what if the children see, um, um, because Mm -hmm. basically we are socializing children into a world um, of heteronormativity and able-bodiedness, and we don't want them being exposed to anything different. Yep. Um, Christoph talking for Sven, <sighs> the, the reindeer. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally, like, his imaginary friend or he's hearing voices or his whatever, I don't know. However you want to phrase that, it's totally, it's totally mad. And then he's friends with Brock's. Kind of. Yes, and then he's friends with Rox, who, by the way, describe him as a little outside of nature's laws. And <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes, did you? That was one of the did lyrics. Not catch that. He's a little thing. outside of nature's laws, and so what if he's totally socially impaired? Is is like two lines later? Like, so what if he's socially impaired? Like, <laughs> wow, putting it all out there. That's <laughs> Let's just subtext, meet text. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um I loved the line in um let it go when she says that perfect girl is gone. Yes. Um yeah. Yes. 
that was like my favorite line of potentially the whole film that um mm. you are literally like living as someone else as as someone impossible right mm-hmm. as like someone perfect the when black swan yeah <laughs> when you're in the closet and like killing off a part of yourself because you have to like squash that part of yourself so black swan down yeah <laughs> and it's it's just like horrible and so she's like, that's gone, bye, and it's awesome. And also, can you tell, I really hate the closet. <laughs> it's a terrible closet. <laughs> Just the worst. Um, I also had that Elsa gets mad about um, Anna falling in love, you know, with someone that she just met. And um, I wondered if, like... The reason that that angers her is because she has a bit of insight into the world. Um, she knows that kind of no one can love you after just meeting you. That like there's so much more to a person than anything that you could tell in the first meeting. Because she's been keeping all this in um, and she's been hiding. Oh, because and- she has secrets. She knows that everyone has secrets and therefore she's like, shut up. Yeah. And I think everyone loves that perfect girl, right? The mm-hmm. one that she says is gone. Everyone loves her. And she's like, yeah, whatever. They don't love me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't love me and they don't love you, kiddo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of think so. Ooh. I just wondered if that was a possibility. That's good. Yeah. That's real good. <laughs> it's probably better than what they intended. I like it. <laughs> So yeah, that's about it. That's 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 it. Yeah. So um, okay. Stay tuned for our next Disney December podcast. Yeah. This is fun. I'm really enjoying Disney movies. Me too. I kind of just want to make the whole podcast Disney. No, 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 no. But it, but occasionally we could still maybe do maybe do make it a yearly thing maybe. Yeah. Okay. 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 We'll yeah. see you next December with more Disney movies. <laughs> but we still have a few. This After Disney we finish movies. this December with yeah. more Disney movies. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. And, um, yeah. Uh, discuss. Yeah. Your feelings about Frozen, please. Yeah. Tell us if you identify with Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, um, Sven, Olaf, anyone else, Hans, you know? It's cool, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He has his reasons. He has his reasons. You identify with some... Um, if you identify with my experience of the horrible, horrible closet that society tells us is smart to stay in, mm-hmm. please, please tell us about it. Or if you think, <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to read more about that horrible, horrible closet, you can visit the affiliated blog of Emily S. Cutler at radicalabolitionist.org.org. Yeah, it's not an email. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) Radicalabolitionist.org. I write those too sometimes, but not very often, but sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know that I've written about the closet yet, but about the importance of, or the the benefits of coming out of the closet. You've written about your experience in a lot of exciting ways. Yeah, that's true. You've written around the closet. I have. So, yeah. But also... If you disagree or something, if if you, you know, I, I know that there's also tons of arguments for why it's incredibly important not to pressure people to come out of the closet. And that's very important, too. Um, if you're one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Just find another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
write about that. Um, Somewhere discuss. else. Or if you think the closet is a great place and it's cool to like not show people who you are and kind of like, I don't know, it kind of gives you some power. That That's cool too. That sometimes works. So huh. yeah, I've heard, I've heard some people find it really empowering to like pass in certain contexts and be like, yeah, you don't know. Feel like a spy. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you have that experience. Oh. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So everyone, share your experience. Um, Share your perspective. Yeah. I want to say buy our merchandise, except we don't have any. (laughs) That just, like, popped into my brain. But if you want to... If you want to make merchandise for us, and then tell us about it so we can sell it and keep all the profits... (laughs) We would love that. We would absolutely... You could also make memes. Sure, if that's your thing. Yeah. Someone should make memes about Frozen and about, like, Elsa being mad and stuff. That would be cool. Sure. (laughs) Point is, express yourself. In relation to our podcast. Yeah, specifically. (laughs) And make sure to tag us on Facebook or Twitter or... Just those two are fine. Instagram? No, we don't no, have we an don't Instagram. Have an... Just those two. Just those two. Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> okay. Mad love. Bye.